Good, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host and I am super excited. I just <laughs> learned something in the last three minutes about that. My my wife is apparently obsessed with my, my guest and her children. <laughs> so I want to welcome Marie Cochran to the show. Marie, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Ken, for having me. That just blessed me so much for her to say that. Like, I'm on a cloud right now. <laughs> I didn't even know. I had no idea that she followed you. <laughs> so that was a, that was a, and she knows your kids' names. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I'm not that good. She's good at remembering names, though. But right. so, so, you know, let's talk about, like, first off, you are absolutely amazing. Let me check a setting here real fast. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that, that this thing is out because um, sometimes the settings get a little whopper job. So, um, okay, I think, yep, we're good, we're good. So, with, with the, um, let's, okay, so I told you I started this show um, to bless other people, to... To help other people, because I, look, we all have been stuck in life where we hit that wall and we don't know how to get through it. We don't know what to do. And a lot of people stay stuck there. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that in life? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, this is about helping people have a breakthrough. And I, mm -hmm. I truly believe, because I've watched y'all for a while now, you guys are unbelievable. So when I say you guys, I'm talking about you, your husband, your family, you're amazing. So, you. so, you know, let's start with talking about where you were born and raised. So I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. Um, I, yes, my family is from Haiti. So my parents came down and they, uh, finished high school, went to college, all that good stuff and started the family here. I lived in Haiti for a few years when my mom went back and started an orphanage and then came back to Jacksonville. Oh, what? hold it. That went fast. Your mom went back to Haiti and started an orphanage? Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. What was that yeah. like? It was, um, I tell people in my networking group that I have 38 brothers and sisters because, <laughs> uh. <laughs> because she went back down over the course of, of her ministry she adopted them, and the way that she ran the children's home was we were just in a big house, and everyone was together, and, you know, they called her mom, and it was just one big family. And it was, every story was different from how we got the children. Some of them were on the brink of dying from starvation. Some of them, their parents died, and family members were rallying together to try to get them one container of formula. You know, but it was, it was, it was everything. Like she got a lot of, she caught a lot of slack actually for even taking us back to Haiti yeah. because of opportunities that are obviously here to start the ministry. But it's actually the part of my life that I definitely wouldn't touch if I could do it all over again. I love that. I have, <clears throat> I have, we'll talk offline, but I have a really good friend that's the CEO of a big um, nonprofit organization where he actually helps Haitians set up you know how they have a lot of street vendors that sell right, right? he helps the he helps Haitians set up little micro businesses selling shoes and, and yeah it's a it's a big big thing so yeah he I mean it's a huge 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 operation wow. and he's in Florida he's in, in up in uh, Orlando so yeah I'll have to connect you guys but uh, yeah, he's amazing. But but anyway, so um, so you you grew up in Jacksonville. You went to school there. Did you yes. ever go to Haiti for any like extended period of time to live there? We did when my mom started the orphanage. Okay. So, um, and then we we came back to Jacksonville because you know scholarships was the only way. I mean, she's a missionary. My dad was a pastor. So the only way for me to go to college is going to be through scholarship. So we came back um, and finished high school here and then went on to college. Okay. Now, what kind of a scholarship? Uh, I got a full actually through the former owners of the um, Jaguars, Jaguar um, 
play. Oh, sorry, football team. See, I'm I'm really good at sports. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. The former owners were the Weavers, uh-huh. and I got a full ride academic scholarship with them. Oh wow, that's awesome. So so you went to college then. Where did you go? I went to University of North Florida and got um, a four year degree in. Um, health ed, health admin and health and a minor in health education. Okay. Didn't ever use it. Didn't ever. <laughs> right. Well, you already answered my next question then. Right. How valuable was that degree to you in life? <laughs> right. Well, you know, it was valuable in um, understanding perseverance and grit and just doing something just because it's before you and not backing out from it. I would say, you know, that. Yeah. Um, it was beautiful to have that experience, but by the time I graduated, you know, I had already started my business at like 17. It was actually what got me through college. And so it was like, stay home and make twice as much or go to work for somebody and get told what to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. <laughs> That's right. So, so, okay, so you started your own business while in college, and, right. and we're going we're gonna, to, and I, we're having a little bit of a hiccup with the internet. I don't know if it's on your end or mine, but whatever, it's fine. We'll get through okay. it. You just keep freezing up just moment, as little moments here and there, but we'll get through it. So, okay. so, um, so, okay, so you went to college. Well, let me ask you this, because, like, I look at you, and we've been friends on Facebook for, I don't know, two, three, four, I don't even know how long, for, for a while, right? right? So right. I, I look at you, and, and, you know, we always put our best stuff online, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we don't put the arguments and the fighting, and I'm kidding, right. but, but, like, so, okay, so I look at you and I think, okay, here's this really beautiful, smiling woman with these beautiful children, amazing husband, and, like, everything is absolutely perfect. She's never done anything wrong, ever got, never gotten in trouble at all, and, and I just need to know, is, is that true? <laughs> um, you know, my life, I would say that a lot, I get a lot of, um, feedback in that where people think that I am and I really don't do a lot so it's kind of boring (laughs) I did get you know even as a pastor's daughter because you know sometimes we get like a really bad rep right yeah but I didn't I wanted I actually struggled with just wanting to be that people pleaser I wanted you know so I lived my life just trying to you know make everybody happy so I didn't I don't have any fun stories really at all (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get in trouble in college or anything, nothing. No. You just put your head down, you studied, you got through it, and oh my gosh, wow. You and my <laughs> wife are a lot alike. So, so like, I'm like, really? Like, you've never smoked pot? And she's like, no. I'm like, what the heck? Who can say right. that? I'm just kidding. Right. So, 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 <laughs> I mean, I didn't either. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, um, so you, so you started this business while you were in college. Let's talk about that. What was it? So my first business was just um, was as a beautician. So oh. I just took myself through college. I supported myself and my sister, who was about thirteen months younger than me, because wow. our parents were in eighty with our younger siblings and all the other children that they were taking oh. care of. So we were here and we were just working our way through. So I would book a, book clients like from Thursday evening till Monday morning. I would work from four in the morning till about 11 o'clock at night. I, it was a great business, though, I must say. I was making a lot more than the average uh, college student, for sure. <laughs> right. And this was doing like doing hair? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was awesome. I specialized in something, and it was very highly sought after in my area. And I was booked out four months in advance. It was it was great. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> so you did that all the way through college? All the way through college. Yeah, and it got me into my first home. I, 
I went through, once I graduated, I was like, I'm not going to work, right? <laughs> like, this makes no sense. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? So, okay. So, now, I, I have a question about the, the Haitian connection. Is is there, and because I've never been to Haiti, so I don't know, is, is it a different language or do they speak English? Oh, they, it's a different language. We, um, we, we were colonized by the French. So the official language is, Fr is French, but the um, natives speak Haitian Creole. Really? Yes. And you speak it, I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay. My wife speaks French. Oh, that's, not, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so um, okay, well, that's, that's good to know. And you have no accent at all, like, but do your parents? Really? None, no, zero. Well, not that I detect. <laughs> so my parents have an accent. Do they? I think so, once I get um, a little passionate, you know, sometimes it creeps out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Do you call passion? Is that a, like a replacement word for anger? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to tell. Like. I remember in college, whenever I did presentations, and this is where I should have noticed that my speaker skills were, but whenever I did presentations in, in college, of course, it'd always be on something I was passionate about. Yeah. And when it came to the end, like asking questions or anything, nobody had questions. <laughs> it was like they were afraid to challenge me. And it wasn't, it wasn't like I was trying to be me, but I think my level of passion kind of made people like, whoa, you know? Wow, that's awesome. So, okay, so you were you you were doing hair. You were a um, cosmetologist. Now, right. hold it. Didn't didn't that require licensing? Um, no, not for what I did. Oh, really? Not for what I didn't mess with any chemicals or anything like that. I got you. Wow. Uh -huh. So you didn't even go to you didn't go to beauty school. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow. And I'm probably okay. making about. Mm, I mean, at that time, for a 17-year-old to be making 200 to 250 a day was pretty good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that's incredible. Right. So, so okay, so um, so you come out of college, you've got this this business raging, <laughs> right? And and like what what? So I I I know you're not still a beautician, like right? No. No, <laughs> you're not doing that anymore. So what um, what happened next? Where how where did it all go from there? Because what okay, well, you come out of college, you got to be what twenty twenty one twenty two. Yes, twenty two. Okay. okay, what happened next? So I was nine months pregnant, graduating. Oh wow! Right. I had gotten we got married when I was 20. Oh, my so God. So while I was in college, I got married. My husband was in the military, so he was away. And then once he completed his um, he did his four years and his two reserve years. And so then we he came back to Jacksonville and um, Nathan was on the way. That's my oldest son. Uh -huh. And um, and that's where I made the decision to just basically stay home. Cause I wanted to be the biggest influence in their lives. Like I, I didn't have any intention on sending them to school. And of course, first baby, right. I wanted to be completely hands-on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just worked from home, um, all the way until through my third child. Wow. And you did the beautician thing that whole time. I did. I did. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so um, and and so at some point, now how many children do you guys have? We have three children. Three. Okay. Okay. My wife probably could have answered that. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like she might know. Right. So so um, so okay. So you guys got married at twenty years old, or yes. you were twenty. Um, and you had three kids and, and this college degree that you're, you're not using, <laughs> right? right? So what was next? What happened? Like what, what, I mean, cause at some point you shifted gears and, right. and I'm, I'm curious at what point that was. And was there a, a, a catalyst? Was there a, a, a point where you're like, okay, we got this, this got to change right here. Absolutely. So one thing I should mention is my husband and I, we met with a passion for real estate, right? So we were the ones who 
you know, love the idea, the dream of buying property and selling it or keeping it. So throughout that time, we were dibbling and dabbling in different things, trying to figure figure it out, right, as a yeah. young couple. Right. And so, um, I got to a point where after my third child, I was running our that business. We had a catering business. You know, we're like serial entrepreneurs. So, you know, we had so many things going on. And I remember seeing a picture of myself. And um, it was a friend of mine who had taken the picture and she posted it on social media. And so when I saw the picture, it would not, let's just say it would have not been a picture that I would have approved. Okay. So what I saw was everything that I didn't want to be in that picture. Okay. I had my youngest on my hip. Um, I was overweight You know, I didn't look like the successful person that I felt like I could have been or I should have been at that point in my life for everything that we've been doing. Right. Right. So realize that I was stuck. Right. Like you talk about like this show, breaking, break, breakthrough walls, breaking through the walls. It's about helping people get get through that. And I realized that I was stuck at apologizing to people and I was stuck at asking for permission. So I had never given myself that permission and I'd never stop apologizing about who I am or even, you know, playing my brilliance down because of what I thought other people would have felt. So I took it upon myself to say, you know what? Something has to give, right? Like this is it, (laughs) right? I'm going to shut the fear up (laughs) and now go into my next level. So that's when I completely started the transformation process but 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 like okay let back up for a second because you just said you said that you weren't the person that you knew that you could be and and that you were stuck in apologizing to people what's that mean well, it how- means it means that um, growing up my father he was he was a bri- he is a brilliant man and um, he has a lot of influence right and Unfortunately, in the house, because of all the influence he had, he had an image to protect. And in the house, we had a different experience behind closed doors. Uh, and so, um, we, he was very controlling. Yeah. Wanted, you know, he wanted to look a certain way. We had to act a certain way. So that's where the people pleasing came in. So I was like basically whoever he wanted me to be. And after even I left his home, I was whoever I felt you want me to be or my husband wanted me to be or my mom or my siblings. Like I was just stuck in that place of not truly being myself, but just I try to figure out as as soon as possible what it is you liked about me and drill that in. Right. Just completely wow. go being that person. Wow. Wow. And you had this realization. Yes. Like you had the, the awakening. And what was, what, at what age did that happen? This happened, um, I was, my daughter was just born, so about six years ago. So I was about 20. Oh, you don't have to tell us your age. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to hide. Oh, good. (laughs) So you were what, about 20 something? (laughs) 27. I mean, I, I'm going to get hate mail now. I can't believe you asked a woman her age. I didn't <laughs> ask your age. I just meant well, how old were you when you when you had right. the awakening and, and 27. Right. So, so you know, what? okay, so what happened at that point? So I, I decided I didn't know where I was going, to be honest with you, but I did know that where I was in life was not okay. Like, it made no sense for me to be, on this planet, right, and to, for to be raising a family and not truly being myself. Like, at what point, right? Like, yeah. you know, I got frustrated. At what point was I going to start living my life? Like, the ideas and the dreams and the goals that I had, I just, I was like, this is, it's ridiculous. It's not helping me. It's not helping me trying to please everybody else. Right. When I look at this picture of myself and I realize that I don't even know who that is. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Wow. So, so what was the, uh, so, okay. I see, I, I do some, some coaching. It's normally social media or business coaching, right? And I know you do a lot of coaching. 
and mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, you see a lot of, um, I, well, I've seen a lot of very younger people offering coaching services, and I'm thinking, uh, right, but you know, what have you actually done? What have you been through? Right. Like, right. So, right. so, you know, what is it that, you know, what is it that, that like you did, what were the steps you took? Because you didn't just go, well, Hey, I, I, uh, you know, this isn't where I want to be. So I'm going to start coaching. It was more right. like what happened? What was the first step when you had this wake up call? You have like, you ask great questions, by the way, kid. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> so what I did first was I started with myself. I kind of did um, an inventory to kind of see where it was that I was lacking. So um, as a believer, I went to, um, there's, there's something called the fruit of the spirit, right? So yeah. there's several different characteristics of the fruit of the spirit. So I went and I kind of did an inventory of what is it that I was not applying in myself. Cause that was one of my biggest things with my father. Once I like throughout over time, I learned that it wasn't necessarily that he was intentional or trying to be how he was. It was just poor leadership. He didn't know the things that I came to learn through the John Maxwell program about what leadership really means, the laws of leadership. So he, so some of those areas were just lacking. So I started with myself. I wanted to know what was it inside of me that was causing me to act like this, to think like I was, um, and to be at the place that I was. And that's really what transformed everything, which is what I do with other people. Now, I, I don't con- uh, profess to be anything more than a mindset coach because it was my mindset that was killing me. You know, I, my company is relentless winning mindset and that's because I had a relentless losing one. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't, you know, it's like, um, you know, I'm 16 years sober and, and prior to that, I had other people say, dude, you drink way too much. I'm like, yeah, I get out of control once in a while. Right. But I didn't know I didn't know, really know, that I was a raging alcoholic, right? It was this epiphany moment where I woke up and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm a raging alcoholic and I got to do something. Like most people are are going through, not most, a lot of people, probably right. most, but I won't, I won't, I won't do that. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people are just going through life going through the motions, you know, doing their job or doing their business even. Maybe they are an entrepreneur, but they're not really winning, right? And and there's a lot of people that are putting out a perception that they're winning to the world, but they're not really winning deep down inside. They're, they're right. dying on the inside. Right. What do you think, in your opinion, is is keeping most people stuck there? So it's several things over. I, I have I started coaching maybe um, maybe a year after my personal journey. Yeah. Because I, I definitely wanted to go through it and find the success. And when I kind of when I started winning, I can't say like I got to the height of my success because I'm still not there, right? Like there's right. so much more that I want to accomplish. But I realized that um, it, it's different depending on where they are. Sometimes it's it's their, it's what they're feeding themselves. That's what it was for me. I didn't need a bully in my life because I was my biggest bully. Right. <laughs> I would tear myself down. I didn't need anyone's help. Right. So right. To ourselves is a huge part of it. Um, our environment is another big part of it. Um, and I would also say just the lack of knowledge. <laughs> like we, we don't know what we don't know. And when you don't think that more is available for you, then you kind of stay there and you think like that's how it's supposed to be. Right. I didn't realize it either. I just, I thought I was pretty successful until I saw that picture. And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be, you know, to go out of college and to be able to have your own business. I had my children. I was homeschooling at that point. We had, we purchased our home for our honeymoon gift to ourselves. You know, like we were doing pretty good, like based on what some people would think. Yeah. But when I did that self inventory, when I was checking, when I was looking at my own life, I knew that there was so much more potential inside of me. Right. So wow. I was like, no, this isn't it. And I think that sometimes we're just not aware of that. 
But don't you think that, don't you think that most people, I, I, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I think this though. I think that most people know there's something more, right? True. Most people know that like that feeling, you know what I'm right. talking about? <laughs> Under the xiphoid process, you get that feeling that, that man, I'm, it's just, I'm not like, but they're not going for it. So it's the fear, right? And, yes. and and I love your show everybody your shirt. Hold on, let me go full screen. Hold on. All right, there. Look at that. What's that say? Shut the fear up. Shut the fear up. I love that. And you coined that that phrase. I did. I registered and trademarked it within two weeks. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I did. You trademarked it? <laughs> I did. You go, girl. See, that's what I'm talking about. So, so, so you decided one day, like being a beautician, having the kid on my hip and overweight is not me living all of my God given talents. And you woke up. And you know what I would say to what you're saying, that potential that you just referenced that we, we all know is there. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think the biggest thing is we get stuck again. Here's that theme yeah. again about being stuck. Yeah. We get stuck of where to start because first of all, I didn't think that I was going to be an international speaker, a John Maxwell coach. Like when I saw that picture, that's not necessarily the potential that I thought was in there. I just knew more was in there and I just had to find a point to start. So the point where I started was my health was myself as far as my mindset, right? And I said, you know what? Let me transform this. Let me change the way that I'm thinking so that I can change who it is that I see. Because we know the proverb that says, as a man thinketh, so is he, right? right. That's where I started. And I think that's our, probably the biggest dilemma is yes, we feel that inkling of greatness inside of us because it's something that we all have. However, we're not we're not sure of where to start, so we just stay in the comfortable place of that mediocrity or the, or that mundane. Wow, great answer! Oh my gosh, that was a that was great. So so it's like that. It's like um, it, it, <laughs> we we joined a gym yesterday, my wife and I, a family thing, right? And it, there's and where we live, it's in the middle of nowhere, so there's very limited options. And um, this morning I did not go to the gym because <laughs> it just doesn't work. It's just not part of the, it's not, it's not real. Um, right. But I need to go to the gym and mm -hmm. start using it. And I'm going right. to, right? But, but there's a lot of people who like, they know they got to get started. Got to right. get started, right? I'm 50 years old. Like I. I got to get started on some things. I haven't accomplished what I want to accomplish. I'm nowhere near it, right? Right, right. How do you, in your coaching, how do you get those people to move? Because I do coaching too, right? And one of right. the biggest challenges I see is people don't do what I tell them. Like, hey, we go through this. I ask you a lot of questions. You tell me what you want to fix. And, and I start, you know, we develop a plan and a strategy and you don't implement. Well, that's on you, right? Absolutely. How do you get those people to move, to go? So what I do, so let's say if, if, if I were talking to you, for example, because it's a great example about going to the gym and yeah. making it happen, right? Yes. So what I always do is after we I've identified the problem, First, we need to understand why it's important to you. Like, yeah, we all know the general idea of, yeah, I want to lose some weight or I want to get toner or my wife and I know that it's a good thing to do. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But we need a personal, we need to go down to a personal conviction. And I'll share one with you that was actually my first client because I thought I was going to be a health coach, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had gotten, you know. You got like, the I had degree for it. Right. So I had lost 50 pounds and, you know, everyone was like, how'd you do it? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a health coach. Right. <laughs> and so my first client was over. She was over 350 pounds. And um, now she is under 200 pounds. Wow. And so what did it, though, like we would have these sauna sessions. So after we worked out, we'd go in the sauna and I'd ask her about her why. And at first she's like, of course, clearly I'm obese. I'm on medication. I need to get off meds, stuff like that. 
And one day she said, she said, Marie, I want to be able to go to the fair with my husband and actually get on the rides. Oh, wow. She said, I want to be able to fly on a plane and not feel bad for the person who's sitting next to me or not feel uncomfortable because of their remarks or their, their whispers because they're sitting next to me. Oh, wow. Right? So that's a whole, I'm getting chills right now. Because yeah. that's a whole different level of why. Right? Like she had been, she had been overweight all of her life. And wow. she said, you know, like I've been dieting you know, trying to diet since I was 16 years old. She was 33. She said, I want to actually do it this time. Like, I'm tired of doing another diet and seeing people, you know, seeing the look in their eyes, knowing that I'm going to quit again. Wow. So now, so now at this point, <laughs> what I have is the ammunition to hold you accountable. Because uh. when you tell me you don't want to go to the gym this morning or it's not convenient to your schedule, <laughs> then I want to remind you about the why that was deep enough, right? Wow. Wow. You freaking rock. Like, seriously. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, I got to go. I'm going to the gym. Y'all finish this up on your own. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what's going to inspire you, you know, to sh to shut up whatever it is that's holding you back. It's when you go within. There's there's a saying that says, um, if you fail to go within, you will go without. And I oh. believe that that's where you get your motivation. If you fail to go within, you'll go without your motivation. You'll go without your breakthrough. You'll go without whatever it is that you want in life because you're not going within. It's not out here. It's not in me. It's not in Les Brown. It's not in all the giants that we listen to. Yeah. It's inside of you. Yeah. Wow. Holy moly. I told y'all she'd bring some fire. She <laughs> is bringing it. It is raining fire. Wow. <laughs> So, so, wow. I, 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 I'm like kind of blown away. This is awesome. You got awesome. it. You got it. So, so, oh, okay. Where, where was I? Um, we were talking about the gym. <laughs> yes. Like I want to work out so bad right now. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so, so, um, let's talk about, so you started, you started this, this journey for a year learning about yourself. Is that when you started the John Maxwell stuff? So I did after um, I started the John Maxwell stuff year two. And when I started working with other people, okay. I would be more intentional about my, about self leadership. That's my passion. Like John Maxwell is a leadership guru. He does so much for, you know, corporate settings yeah. and you know, training on all that good stuff. But I wanted to know how to be a leader of my own life. Like, I honestly had no intention on growing a platform or an audience or really leading anybody because I thought that was where my father went wrong, trying to lead other people, right? So yeah. I just wanted to master all of those principles so that I could lead myself and teach other people how to lead themselves because self-leadership is the greatest form of leadership. Sure, absolutely. So so you start... and and. So at some point you just decided to start working with other people. Right. As they would, as they would uh, come to me, I oh. started, of course I was doing it for free at first because oh. I didn't, yeah. you know, still doing hair. So it was, it was nice though when my clients started booking appointments around their challenges instead of their actual appointments. And I'm like, <laughs> <"What's up?" laughs> all right. I'm like, you're not due for another two weeks. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Right. So oh yeah, God. they start. They would. They would say, you, you're good at this. You need to look into it. And I'm like, no, I'm actually comfortable behind your head. I render a service. You pay me. We, you leave. That's good enough. Yeah, you know, right. that's my leadership starts and finishes. Oh but my gosh. It, was just, it was so strong. Like the design. It became like as I saw people winning and getting their breakthrough. I'm like man, maybe I can help more people. Maybe we can go further, right? Maybe other people can can now start transforming their lives and then being a light to others. And, and we can really make a change out here. Wow. <clears throat> so um, I, this, this is one of the best interviews I've ever done, in my opinion. Wow. So, wow. and it's not because of me. Um, so, <laughs> so, 
So, okay, you, so you, so you just start, like, you were pushed into it. Like, this isn't like, you were pushed, which is amazing. So, um, so you, you started doing the coach and you started working with others. Um, I know you do a lot of speaking, public speaking too. Let's talk about that. So with that platform, I started coaching and I was actually in the fetal position just to kind of give you how big of this push was when I decided to give up um, my beautician business and close it down. It was December 31st and I was literally before my last client in the fetal position crying because I'm leaving something that I was really good at that was really comfortable for me, but I knew that I couldn't do both at the same time. Right. Wow. So. So then I started that journey of understanding that whole business, you know, understanding how to market yourself and all of that good stuff that came with networking. I never had to do that. Like you went, you know, my clients went out, someone saw their hair. They, you know, it was all word of mouth. Right. So the platform built, especially with the shut the fear up message that really built out onto how I can help other leaders um, reconcile that that fight that they have within them feeling as if they're living two different lives. Like that's what I wanted to reconcile. That's what I felt like the value I could add to the world because I I understood what my father went through. He had to be one person on the pulpit and then all the frustrations that he experienced were coming out on us. (laughs) We were getting the tail end of it. And so I help leaders reconcile that. So I have an HR partner from a very popular or well-known hospital in Jacksonville where I serve her and her teams as far as reconciling those issues that they have as the leaders, as carrying that persona, that image of strength and power, and also helping them learn communication skills, helping them um, grow their leadership so that they're not having to micromanage all the time, helping the people find their why, why the teams. So it's just been, it's been amazing. I've been to Barbados. I've been, you know, in the Caribbean all over and everywhere. I mean, so many different states in, in the United States just speaking on self-leadership and shutting the fear up. Wow. That is incredible. So do you get, do you, do you have an agent that books you or you just get called on? I just get called on a lot through social media. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've actually been thinking about that whole agent thing. I need to learn about that, especially with my children. Like we're so involved in what they do. I love what I do in speaking, but I've definitely considered like, Maybe I need to get somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely do. I, I, I have some connections for you in that. So, um, so, like, I, I'm, I'm just blown away. Everybody on here, by the way, is saying your energy is ridiculous, which it is. Oh my God! It's, like, you haven't even seen the Facebook stuff yet. Wait till you see all these comments. It's insane. Oh Shut the fear up. Yeah, somebody hashtag it. Shut the fear up. So, right. so what's, I mean, what's going on now? What's happening now? So now we're going into a phase where accountability is at my, is at like my heart of everything. So coaching is not something that, especially with my, my children are junior Olympians. So we're traveling all over with their, with their sports stuff, but accountability is my passion in helping people really get through. We we all know enough. Like that's what people want me to write a book. They want me to do all these things. And I'm like, you know what? I see a ton of books behind you, right? Like we all know yeah. the good we ought to do. It's being accountable to doing it. That's the bigger piece. So I'm really excited about going into a season where we have a platform where people are held accountable. We know what your why is and we're really helping you stay to completing it, seeing it to the end, because there's nothing like the win. There's nothing like the taste of the fruit, right, of where it is that you want to go. So we need to get more people there. And so that's what we're working towards launching in 2019 is that platform where, and I have to tell you, that, that was my biggest fear. I'm just overcoming it because of my issues with leadership. I didn't want people to follow me too much. It's actually hard to find me, like to actually connect with me further than Facebook Messenger yeah. because I didn't want 
want to make it easy. I'm like, everybody just do your own thing, okay? Shut the fear up and go back home. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me, you know, figure it out. <laughs> but, um, but I realized that I was doing people a disservice because the accountability, the energy that they get in just being connected yeah. um, is what fuels it. It's not that I have to bait. I didn't want to have to spoon feed anybody. And then, of course, those expectations, right? Not being able to meet your expectations. And now I look like the bad guy. You're still thinking about your dream. And I'm tied to why you failed it. But I want to surround myself. I want to be able to bring the people closer that already have the passion. Yeah. They just need a little bit more. You know, like those, that's who I was. I just needed a little help. I needed, I needed a show like yours, kid, yeah. so that I can know that I can break through those walls. I needed wow. to hear that little bit more to get me there. And I, if, if I can help one more person do that, then I have to, I have to set up the platform for it. Wow. Wow. And you have that set up? I'm I'm working on it. I'm okay. working on January is the release date. <laughs> so so, and everybody on Facebook, by the way, like my buddy, I, I don't know if you know Brian Hess or not, but he owns a really big company in Pittsburgh, and he wants to meet you. He wants to connect with you. So oh, uh, there's so many people on here that that like. Okay, so so. And somebody else asked where um, to get that shirt. Oh, yes. I'll put the link up. You can actually donate um, through Bonfire. We're setting it up through Bonfire. So um, that way you can help support the children we work with that are going back to the Junior Olympics. So oh, we'll wow. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about um, let's talk about your amazing family, your amazing children. They're awesome. They're so awesome. And the, the thing that I'm the proudest of and is honestly, and you can always tell the pattern about my, my history or my background, which is what it all ties into. I wanted to, to build a platform that my family could support. Yeah. You know, I knew what it was like, you know, being in the church and sitting and knowing what just happened in my home last night. Right. Yeah. But every else praising and celebrating my father on that stage and so I wanted to build a platform that my children were the fruit of and they were my first cheerleaders they were my biggest fans because they know that in the home it was the same level of passion it was the same energy that I was giving out that I was sharing with other people so when I see my children succeeding in life the way they are and when they're going around, they'll tell me to shut the fear up sometimes. They'll tell me, you know, mom, you know, thank you for the positive mindset, mom. You know, you need to have a relentless winning mindset, mom. I'm like, okay, you know, this this is something that can last. Because if, if you're not doing something that is genuine, right, throughout every area of your life, it's not going to last. And that, that's what my father could have been. The um, He could have had a mega church. You know, wow. based on the influence he had, but because it, the foundation wasn't solid. And that's why I love teaching leadership and training on that. When your foundation is solid, then you can truly go as far and as, as wide as your potential shows. Wow. So that's what I love in seeing about them. They're, my daughter, my, my second um, born is a two-time All-American medalist in the Junior Olympics. That's insane. It started... Here's the, here's the kicker. It started with her running off the line because of fear and anxiety. Wow. So the same shut the fear up message that we bring out to people that we empower teams with, it's it's in my own family. And honestly, I wasn't big into sports. You saw that at the beginning of this interview. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but so I was like, you know what? Maybe my children aren't into sports. Like my daughters especially. We have one. This, my my son, he came out doing push-ups. Okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we knew he was gonna be an athlete, but my girls, I'm like maybe they're not into sports. Maybe they're a bookworm like like me. But when I saw how the fear was crippling them in sports, I was like, hold up, maybe this is an opportunity to use 
to use this particular situation as a way to teach them how to overcome that fear, how to build up their confidence, because she's the middle child. You, we all know the middle child syndrome, right? Yeah. How they kind of get lost and all of that. Maybe we could use this as a as a tool to really bring out the potential that I knew was inside of her. And it worked like magic. All we had to do was break down what I teach to adults and to teens. We had to break it down to their level. And it worked faster than it does with adults. Wow. That's insane. So you you like and as you already know, like I gotta tell everybody, be, right before the interview started, right before we went live, my wife comes walking in and says, "Are her kids? Is that is her kids are the runners, right?" Yeah. Are you Nala's mom? When she said my baby's name, I was like, "Oh my god!" She knew your bit. What's her name again? Nala. 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 Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. So your yeah. kids are famous on Facebook even. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. So like, okay, everybody, by the way, wants to know how to find, she said Jasmine and Nala are the girls she knows. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. That's Maybe amazing. I should have had her interview you. I'm her biggest fan. Like that's just. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll be on vacation or go somewhere, and like six months later, she'll go. You remember Robbie, the waiter at the restaurant in blah blah? And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like she remembers names. It's insane. But she, uh, yeah, she's a big fan. So, so everybody wants to know number one how to follow you. Like everybody wants to know that. How do they follow you? Okay. So normally if you hashtag shut the fear up, it'll come back to me. Um, and Marie Cochran, of course, my name. I like to keep things simple, right? Yeah, yeah. Instagram, it's shut the fear up. Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, it's shut the fear up. <laughs> and I think we follow each other on ev every one of those platforms. Absolutely. So, so following you. Let, follow me, me. let me ask you this because, I mean, I could talk all day. I don't, I, I mean, we've, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff and you are my gosh, your energy is ridiculous. Um, I, for the person who is, you know, I don't know if you've ever been through this. Um, but like where, where maybe you're, you know, the person comes to you and they say, Marie, uh, life is horrible. My electric's getting shut off tomorrow. Um, I had my car repossessed last week. I don't know how I'm going to feed my kids. Um, you know, all of these things are going wrong. You ever been through anything like that in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you say to, um, that person, male, female, doesn't matter. They're stuck. They just don't, they, and they have, they only have two pennies to rub together. And, mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do. What do you say to get them? Because you know, and I know that it's mindset. 1000% starts there. Um, and that's what's going to generate the, the thoughts that generate the activity that generates the cash I, that generates everything, right? What do you yeah. say, though, to that person? Uh, you just said something so powerful. Hold on. That's that. I'm a, I'm a note taker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Activity. I'm working okay. on that because it's the it's the process. It's exactly what it is um, that people need to do. So you said you just said, you know, it starts with thoughts that generate activity. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So and that goes to the mindset. However, what doesn't happen is that when we're in a fearful situation, when we're in a bad situation like that, we tend to shut down. But what people need to do is wake up in that situation. Oh. So I love I love the movie. Of course, I'm going to butcher the title right now. I think it's called Insurgent or Divergent. Are you? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? That no, that, I I I people do. In, but people in the comments will probably know. It's Divergence. Creating. Yes, it's a movie about creating factions. There were a whole bunch of factions created, and so the government were separating people into different groups. Okay. And there were these there were these group of people that were called the Divergence. That's what the movie was called. Okay. So 
They were the ones that couldn't be controlled. And they were the ones that the government were worried about because, and the thing about them was that in a fearful situation, oh, I'm getting excited. I love it. In a fearful situation, they woke up and they wouldn't shut down. Like that's what the guy in the movie that had a crush on her that liked her, like he said that in fearful situations, you wake up instead of shutting down because that's how the government was able to control different people. They found out what their fear was. And then from there, they could control them with that. But in our fearful situation, when the light bill's about to get cut off, you're about to go through bankruptcy. You just lost your car or you just lost your house or maybe your family is falling apart. Oh, are you there? Yeah, lost- I'm, I'm here. It- froze okay. up for a second there you go you're back uh, all right your so, your yeah. energy's shutting <laughs> shutting down the internet <laughs> so in that so in that situation where we're wanting to shut down we need to wake up and be aware we need to wake up and say what is working right now what do i have that's available to me because there's something we know all the greats that have been through those situations but it was something like they decided to take one more step they decided that you know what i'm three feet from gold i'm not gonna turn back around now maybe i don't have this or i don't have that but i have this hammer and i can knock one more time right yeah so that what we have to do is in your fearful situation, don't shut down. Don't let it be that you're allowing it to cripple you. Instead, decide that I'm going to wake up. Decide that I'm going to find one thing to be grateful for so that I can start that energy of positive thinking so that I can continue to roll that out. And then it becomes a snowball effect. Like we were created to win. Nobody, no, God didn't, I don't believe that God created any one of us and said, you know what, Ken, I created you, but mm, I'm not sure what's going to happen with you right like i wasn't fully awake during your process you know so you may be a dud no right (laughs) i believe that he's just a little smart enough a little smarter than us right just a little bit more intentional where he created all of us with that seed of success but it's up to us to wake up in those fearful in those depressing in those hard situations so that we can start seeing those breadcrumbs that are going to lead to our amazing story Wow. Like you, you wait, you wait until you read these comments. I can't even like, holy moly. Okay. So I, I, I like, I got to go. I got stuff to do now. I'm just kidding. I, this is unbelievable. Marie, you are, I, I already knew it. Cause I, I, I had the privilege of sitting in a private meeting with you at, in Miami and, and I already knew. I knew it. I said it. This this chick's gonna bring some fire, and you <laughs> did. Oh my gosh! So, uh, what last words of of you know? If everybody that watches this, if this is the very last time that they're gonna hear you say something to them to get them fired up to get them over the hump, give it to them. Let them know right now. I'm excited. <laughs> say because it's something and I tell people this like whenever I work with people I always want them to understand that that we're running together I'm not sitting on a throne or at a higher level than you and encouraging you to get to where I am because every single day that you're not growing we know you're dying right we know that we're created to grow and challenge ourselves and this morning okay so hot off the press this is what i've challenged myself with because i'm even in a season where i'm growing to the next level and there's two things that i told myself that i wrote down today that i have to do so this is what i'm going to share with the with everyone listening right Every level you get to, you have to remember that you have to continue to stop apologizing. Because every time we get to a certain level of success, we're kind of like gauging what people are saying, right? We're kind of wanting to um, kind of tailor to what it is that they're based on this new level that we've never been on before, right? We kind of want to do it based on what other people say works or not. Negative, right? Fear <laughs> so, up. Right. Shut the fear up and do you because that's what people are looking for. People are looking for genuine people are looking for for people that want to be themselves unapologetically like do not apologize. Right. Do not apologize for who it is that you are. Do not stop at go for somebody else. 
you keep going and be who it is you're going to be so that you can leave that trail so that they can get there whenever it is that they're ready. But it's your time right now. So shut the fear up and get to it. Oh, I, I like I, I'm going to be like, fr- <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for you to read these comments. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm officially like, I'm your new biggest promoter and fan. Like you are. You go, girl. That's all I wanted to say. Like, just go. Like, everybody's saying it on here. You are on fire. Marie, you are, you're, you're incredible. And I knew you were going to bring, I knew you were going to bring it. I didn't know you were going to bring this though. Holy moly. So I, I'm speechless kind of almost like, and I don't think I've ever, ever been like, this is unbelievable. So I need you to um, I need to connect you with Lisa Copeland. If you don't know her already, y'all need to be connected. She's a big time speaker and and she has a um, uh, she talks about um, she has a private Facebook group, as a matter of fact, where she there's like almost three thousand or twenty three. I don't know. Members in it called um, Big Sellers Mastermind. And she's okay. constantly talking about being unapologetically fierce. And, mm. and y'all, like, she's, she's a client of mine and one of my best friends. I love this woman. Y'all need to connect for real. You are not going to believe the connection you guys have. So, awesome. Marie, uh, I don't even know. Sandy Lewis is on here saying, can get to the gym. I'm booked. I don't. I can't till tonight, but I am going today. But so, that's right. Right. So, so Marie, from the bottom of my heart, like wow, thank you so much. You brought so much fire, and everybody, go. If you just joined, I am very sorry for you that you just jumped in. Make sure you go back and watch this replay because this woman just brought some fire. I mean, big time, big time. Wow. Um, And follow her. Hashtag shut the fear up. Look it up everywhere. That's where she is. You're going to find her on every platform by typing in hashtag shut the fear up. Follow her, follow her, follow her, support her in her journey. Share this out because I promise you, you know, every one of you watching this, you know, five people that needed to hear this message. So Absolutely. share it out. Don't don't be selfish. Share this out. Marie, and we're thank going you. to put up a link for the bonfire link. So everyone who wants to shut the fear up shirt can get it and support the children that are going to the Junior Olympics next year. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That is so, <laughs> so awesome. All right. Listen, um, I'm going to. Yeah, it's. Kevin Naylor, uh, yeah, he was crying earlier, he said. So, like, you know, this this is, like, what you were saying. You brought some serious fire. Um, this will be out on, on the Binge Networks TV. Um, it also will be on iTunes later on as well. So um, it's a, this is a podcast on iTunes, Breakthrough Walls. So um, thank you so much, Marie. I really, really genuinely appreciate you. Listen, let me let me give you a shout out because I see what you're doing. I love this show and I think everyone should follow this show because this is how the breadcrumbs that I was talking about, like that little bit of light that we all need to see so that we can take that first step. Yeah. It's listening, tuning into this that you truly figure out how to break through that wall. So I want to thank you and your family, your wife for you know, helping, giving you that space so that you can, you know, do this and, and just supporting you and helping you come up with the name, which yeah. I love. Okay? We can she came up with the name. <laughs> she went now? I said she came up with the name. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, it's, it's so important. It's so important for us to tune into shows like this. I was watching other shows and taking notes that you had already put out because this is what we need right now. Yeah. So, Thank you so much for doing this. Oh gosh, thank you. The it's my I'm I'm honored. I am beyond honored. So, um thank you. I I don't like thank you for those words, but like thank you. So everybody who watched this, 
Um, I don't think I need to interview anybody else ever again. I'm just oh kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this was that, like now all my future book guests are going to cancel. I'm just teasing. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who shared this out, who watched. I ha we have 600 hearts on here, and I oh don't think goodness. I've ever had a show with that many hearts. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. You guys have an awesome day. Marie, don't hang up on Skype. We will see you guys all tomorrow. Thank you so much. And thank you, Marie. Make sure you follow her. Follow her. See you guys.